It was right out of high school that I read this book, The 4-Hour Workweek, as well as Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, if you've read either of those two books, then you'll understand my reaction, which was to be very inspired. I'd already been pretty dissatisfied with the different career options that were out there, and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be when I grew up. But it was these two books that really solidified and validated my feelings. They made me feel like I didn't have to choose one of those careers I didn't really want. And instead, I could set out on my own and choose an alternative option. So naturally, I set to work and started trying to figure out some way that I could make money in four hours a week or something like that, some way that I could leverage my investments and start earning some passive income. And it all sounded really great on paper, but in practicality, in the real world, it wasn't working at all. It, I couldn't make any money and I couldn't figure out why. I was trying to follow the instructions that I was reading in this book. And then I finally realized that part of the reason I was struggling so hard was because I didn't have any sort of customers. And because I didn't have an audience, I didn't have a way to even tell people about what I was doing, you know, what service I was trying to offer, what product I was trying to sell. And so there was this missing ingredient, this essential missing ingredient. So I'm going to be sharing with you four principles that helped me overcome this problem. Four principles that enabled me to finally start making money online, even before I had an audience of any significant size at all. We became entrepreneurs because, more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Okay, so let's set the problem aside for just a moment and start by acknowledging a fact. In order to make money, someone has to give you that money. There has to be someone there who has the money and they have to give it to you. Now, normally this happens because you sell the person something. Maybe you sell them a product, maybe you do a service, do some work for them, or maybe you sell them something that's a little bit less tangible, like advertising space on your website or something like that. But somehow or other, they get value, so they pay you. And that's how you make the money. And that leads us to principle number one. You need customers. In order to make money online, you need customers. And so if you don't have an audience right now, then you need to figure out some way to get some customers so you can start making money. Those customers could come from taking the time to build your audience or doing something else to build your audience or somehow just getting exposure right now, even if you don't have an audience. Or it could come from somehow getting in contact with just individual potential customers, not really enough of them to necessarily call them an audience together, but just individual people who are going to pay you money. Now, obviously, right now you're wondering, but how? Which is perfectly valid. And we're going to get into that in the following principle. The second principle might be a bit of a shock because I feel it runs contrary to at least what everyone is acting like is true. Everyone seems to think that in order to make money online, the first thing you need to do is work on building your audience. So you have to post on social media every day. You have to make YouTube videos or write blog posts or record podcasts and publish those every week. 
And well, yes, I am a huge proponent of organic growth. And I think that content marketing is an amazing marketing strategy. And it's what fuels my business today. The truth is that if you are using those strategies to grow your audience from scratch, it's probably going to be a hot minute before you have enough people to be able to support yourself from any sort of money that you make from that audience. While it's really cool that you can use strategies like content marketing to advertise your business for free, the truth is that those strategies also come with a big downside. If you try to use them to start your business, then it's going to be a really long, slow road ahead of you. And also, it's not your only option. There are other ways that you can find those customers you need a whole lot sooner before you wait for your audience to organically grow slowly over time. And so the important principle here that you have to understand is that, first of all, using organic growth is not your only option. And second, it's actually the slowest option you can choose. In order to get this thing that you need, these people who are going to pay you, you're going to have to make some sort of investment. See, here's the thing. You can't make something out of nothing. If you want some sort of result, you have to do something to get it. And in this case, you pretty much have two options, investing either time or money. So you need to get in contact with these people who will purchase your products or hire you for a service. Well, you can either do that by investing time, by taking the time to find those people and reach out to them, taking the time to build connections, to network, to talk to people you know, to get in contact with other people, taking the time to build your audience, perhaps. Or you can invest money by paying for advertising. For example, you could put an ad on Facebook or an ad on Google that entices people to click because they are interested in the product or the service that's being advertised. So you have these two options, investing time or investing money. And the honest truth is that most of us don't really feel like we have extra of either of these things, but most of us do have more extra of one of them or the other. I mean, and you know which one it is for you. You either have absolutely no extra money or you are pushed to the limits with your schedule and have absolutely no extra time. So you have to make that decision. And yes, it is probably going to be a little bit of a sacrifice regardless of which one you choose. There's at least going to be an opportunity cost. If you're investing your time, well, you could have spent that time doing something else. You could have spent it doing other work and maybe making money perhaps from your day job. You could have spent that time relaxing or spending time with your friends. Now, I'm not saying I want you to sacrifice those things necessarily. I'm just saying there will probably be some sort of sacrifice. Or on the other hand, if you invest money, there's the obvious cost there, the opportunity cost, where you could have spent that money on something else. You could have spent it on a nice dinner out or a new pair of shoes or anything you can dream of. But the big question here is, which one is it going to be for you? Are you going to invest time or are you going to invest money? Because you can't deny the principles, the principles of you can't create something out of nothing. And so therefore, in order to get this result you want, you must invest either time or money. Okay, can I get really real with you about something for a minute here? I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks you should be able to learn how to grow your business without spending thousands of dollars on bloated training. Seriously, there's no reason it needs to be as expensive as a lot of online courses are. That's why I don't offer really pricey coaching. I want to teach real people how to build really profitable businesses at a price that actually makes sense. So I asked myself, 
How can I connect with you in a really personal way, teach you everything you need to know to grow your business and help you actually do it? And how can I guarantee this won't cost an arm and a leg? Asking myself those questions four years ago is how I came up with the idea for Startup Society, the program I wish had existed when I was struggling to get my online business off the ground. So if you're a freelancer, a coach, or a course creator, and you want my guidance, plus the support of my own team to build your business, then Startup Society is for you. Just head to startupsociety.com to learn more and find out when enrollment next opens. I can't wait to meet you, show you the ropes, and guide you to start growing your business a whole lot faster. Startupsociety.com. Building an online business doesn't have to be so complicated. One of the main ideas shared in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, is the idea of leveraging your investment. So in that book, he mostly talks about how you could take a small amount of money and use it as a down payment on a real estate investment. And you're leveraging your money because you are borrowing the entire rest of the mortgage amount. And that way, when the value of the property goes up, a small percentage is a pretty sizable sum. So the underlying principle here is that when you only have a little, if you want to have a significant result, you need to leverage the little that you have. Now, you could apply this to your business and making money by thinking about the small amount of money you have now and possibly investing that into advertising or even borrowing money and investing that into advertising and leveraging that way. However, I wouldn't really recommend that, especially if you are just starting out and you have an untested business idea, it's just going to be pretty risky. But what I would recommend you do is you leverage the small, the teeny, 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 tiny audience that you have right now to be able to reach more people. So when I say audience, I don't even necessarily mean followers on social media or anything like that, although those are potential connections you could leverage as well. I'm just talking about your friends and family. Now, before you get all worked up and you think I'm talking about selling to your friends and family, just wait a sec, because that's not what I'm talking about. If you've ever joined any sort of multi-level marketing pyramid scheme sort of thing where you were supposed to sell to your friends and family, you know how incredibly uncomfortable that is. At least I know I hate it. <laughs> so I would never recommend that you do that. Also, because not only does it put you in an uncomfortable place, but it's a really unscalable, unsustainable strategy. You only have so many friends and family, and so you're going to run out of customers if that's your only marketing strategy really fast. But what you can do that's going to work for a lot longer and be a lot more comfortable is leverage your connections. So this is kind of like networking, only it's very strategic networking. Basically, instead of telling your Aunt Sue about your brand new business and asking her if she wants to buy a $57 set of shampoo and conditioner, instead, you're going to tell your Aunt Sue about your new business and you can be totally relaxed and casual about it because you aren't at all expecting or even hoping that Aunt Sue wants to buy your product. You're just wondering if maybe she knows anyone who might be interested in that sort of thing or who maybe is struggling with the problem that your service could help out with solving. All I want to do is put a bug in Aunt Sue's ear. I just want her to know about my business and kind of give her an example of how maybe I could help someone or who might be interested in my product. And when she does, and I promise if you tell very many people about your new business, many of them will soon hear about someone who's interested in your products or service. When she does, she is going to think of you first, and she's going to tell her friend about it. And here's why. 
First of all, because your Aunt Sue loves you and she has a close relationship with you. And so she'll have no qualms at all about recommending your service or your product. But also because people love to be the hero and helping someone else is a way to be a hero. So when Aunt Sue hears about someone who has a problem and she's trying to figure out how can I help this person and then she remembers your product, she's going to want to tell them because it'll make her feel good because she'll feel like she helped them. So it's a win-win situation for everyone involved because that person will get the help they need from the value of your product or service. Aunt Sue will feel good about helping you and helping them, and you will get the work and make some money. One more thing I need to address about this, and that is that no, these strategies are not scalable. They're not going to take you to $100,000 and beyond. What we're talking about right now is just how to get your first few sales. And you're actually going to have the most success with this if you focus on the strategies that work the very best for getting those first few sales, which are not the same strategies that are scalable and will take you to those huge revenue numbers. You need to focus on being personal and being direct and talking to the few contacts you have like they are human and using those contacts to leverage your connections and reach others who might be interested in hiring you. And now let's look into the future a little bit because, well, yes, when you're first starting out, you must focus on those more personal, direct, more grassroots type strategies. Looking on into the future, those are not going to be sustainable long term and especially not when you're thinking about scaling your company, when you're thinking about going from making your first five or 10 sales to eventually maybe making your first 500 or 1,000 sales. How is that even going to happen? You are going to need a whole lot more leads, a whole lot more visibility, exposure, traffic, right, in order to be able to attract that many customers. And you're also going to need some sort of system or process that can actually work with that many potential customers, guiding them to the sale, and then eventually work with those customers delivering the product to them. What I wanted to say right now is just make sure that you start investing in building these systems early on. Just like any sort of investment that has compound interest, where it's compounding over time and growing bigger and bigger and bigger, the longer it sits there. When you're thinking about investing in both your audience growth so you can have more traffic, more leads, and also the systems for handling those people, you want to invest earlier on because it's going to take some time to start to get traction and really see the growth that you want. So you don't want to wait until you are maxed out and burned out on working individually to get these leads and to close them, right? You need to start working on building up your traffic systems and your sales systems before you need them so that you'll be able to make a, a graceful and successful transition into a more scalable business. And that is so important because if you want your business to be successful, well, that's going to look like different things at different points in the journey. When you're first starting out, successful is just making your first few dollars. And then as you start to grow, successful is seeing an increase in those profits. And later on, successful, and here we're just talking about, you know, the numbers and the money, but later on, successful is going to look like hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue and profits. And so you need to have a plan in place for how you're going to successfully transition through those different phases, or else you're going to wind up stuck in one of those phases. And what feels successful tomorrow will feel a whole lot like failure a year from now, if you're still stuck in that phase. 
I hope that you guys enjoyed this and found it helpful. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode and I'll be back again next week, same time, same place. So I'll talk to you then.